0: Hello, hello, everyone. This is Hannah Cavanaugh speaking, and welcome to yet another awesome episode of T43. I am here with two awesome friends of mine. It turns out the high school reunion episodes, we're gonna take a wee break from that. We're gonna go, we're gonna have a wee Les Botaniste reunion episode. <laughs> And for those who don't know, Le Botaniste is a vegan restaurant, and so I'm here with two friends of mine. We all used to work together at the same restaurant. But anyway, the first guest that I'm going to introduce is probably one of the chillest people I know, like super zen, super calm, a yogi, a lifeguard. He does it all. Amazing singer. Please welcome Oren Yari. What's up, Oren? What's
1: up?
2: What's
0: up? How you doing? We're good. Nice. Okay. And now for the second guest, who's one of the nicest people I've ever met, super stylist and like super into fashion. I'm just like, holy cow, like how do you come up with a great outfit every single time I see you? Um, yeah, but also super duper hardworking, awesome person. Please welcome Josh Sumer. How you doing? Oh,
2: wow. I should make you write my Tinder profile. Oh, <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> introduction. oh
0: no. I can't. How you doing, Josh? I'm feeling great. Cool. Yay, awesome. Great to hear. So the tea that we're going to be trying today is, ooh, okay, it's Cuse Me Tea Ginger Lemon Green Tea from Paris. So I'm actually going to give, la yeah, ooh la la. Ooh I'm la going la. to give, <laughs> I'm going to give, okay, I'm going to give a nice shout out to the Sandyson family who actually got me these box of teas. So Fiona, Willie, Cal, and Mia. Thank you so much. These are awesome, by the way. So, Okay, I'm going to explain, I'm just going to describe what this says on the box. It's super specific, so just, you know, keep your ear out, okay? Yeah. Okay. Lemon and ginger-flavored green tea. Ingredients. Green tea. Flavorings. All right.
2: <laughs> Could you um, uh, no elaborate lamp. on that?
1: <laughs>
0: That's literally all it says. Um. <laughs> all right, so are you ready to try this bad boy? Yes, yeah, The simplistic bad boy? All right. All right. This this looks beautiful.
2: Holy it's cow! This hot. It is hot. Um, it's a hot boy.
0: God, it's not even. It doesn't even look green. It looks. It has like a. It
1: has a, like a ginger lemon look.
0: It does. No, it has like a yellow hue yeah. to it. I Whoa. agree.
1: It's got a ring to it.
0: <laughs> you didn't even slurp. You just went right for the kill. Of I love course. that. Awesome. Okay. Oh, lovely. All right. Um, would you guys uh so how are you feeling about this tea how would you describe the look the smell the taste
2: yeah green tea with flavoring but it's very refreshing i
0: nice okay
2: that's what i was hoping when i read
0: that's good label. so it met your expectations <laughs> yes nice okay how about you or how are you feeling about it
1: my expectations were low mm-hmm. and as i drink it one sec it's got a ring it's gotta ring, Nice. A rim, yes. nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that you don't realize. <laughs> Did you scald yourself? No. That's all good. right. No! We, we can't lose you now, John. No.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess I I agree with everything that you said. Super duper refreshing. I mean, granted, you know, it's a Saturday night. I kind of want the night to last. I need a kick of caffeine. This does the trick. It's really light. Mm beautiful but also yeah it fills me with energy um also yeah i definitely taste i definitely taste the ginger and lemon for sure i think overall yeah it's just a really lovely tea i don't really know what else to say about it but if, the, if you were to go to the q's me tea headquarters right in paris talk to some ceos what would you say to them about this tea what can be improved upon what is already working
1: they've got the warmth down there's nice. a warmth to the green tea Okay. Am I right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Okay, we'll give you that. Yeah. I also think that there's an element of surprise.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Although it says flavors, it has, it, 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 it provides, I don't know where I'm going with this.
0: Oh, good. You're fine. Don't worry.
1: I don't know. It feels like warm. It's home. Yeah. It feels like home.
2: I'm the opposite. I expect more from the French.
0: Wow. Wow. I mean, it's oh. very,
2: it's very simple, and they love, <laughs> they love to do things so fancy with their pinky up. I mean, I, I mean, guess.
0: I just hope no one from France is listening to this. They'd be.
2: <laughs> well, here. Pierre, <no>, Pierre. <laughs>
0: Alright, so now that we've sipped the tea, we're actually going to be spilling the deets on the spirituality and the practices associated with it in terms of, you know, how we first got into the realms of that, how we use it in our everyday lives, if we do it all, or how if we've ever used it to cope with any problems that we've been going through in our lives and so on and so forth. So I guess the first question that I have for both of you guys is, are you into spirituality or do you have spiritual practices? And if so, what are they and how'd you get into them?
1: So... I, th- I believe that everyone, we ha- we come from a spiritual source. I believe that. Yeah. Um. And I feel like we're living in a realm where we're constantly striving to tap into that spiritual source. Mhm. People spend their lives longing for something. Yeah. And I feel like it, we're out of touch with our spiritual selves, um, and so for me, when I started yoga, at the age of 12 I didn't understand everything that comes along with it I was just doing it as a physical practice and then uh, over the years it started to become very much more spiritual the poses meant a lot more to me Um, and now I use it to ground myself um, and connect with my body and my internal world and it's helped me through obstacles, all the aversions that we feel all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, cravings any anything that comes along our way, I can do it with patience and I can do it with a sense of understanding for myself and for um, other people, I guess. Nice, that's I don't know if cool. That makes sense. Nice. No, it I like makes that. total sense. I yeah. love that. That's very yeah. beautiful.
0: I know. Yes. <laughs> Super poetic. All right. How about you, Josh?
2: I think I used spirituality as like I was missing something in my life Mm -hmm. because I grew up very Christian and I grew up in the church and I was so involved into that and I wasn't getting the answers and I wasn't getting the connection that I thought I was supposed to have. And then I found out that you can have this earthly spiritual connection to everything around you by using... Like tarot cards and crystals and yeah, and palm readings and just feeding off energy and and energy and is something that in a way we're connected to everything and we can find an answer for everything and find a love for everything with our surroundings and with just stuff that is around us and that we grew up with and yeah, instead of um, more structured ways of connecting to some sort of higher being or higher calling or whatever you try to find.
0: Nice. Um, Cause I know you, like you mentioned it, I think you mentioned it as well, um, early on you were saying that a lot of times, like when, in terms of spirituality, people often use it as a way to find the missing puzzle piece within themselves that they feel like there's a void and that something's miss- missing. So when you first voice that to, I was wondering if you ever voiced that to like family or people around you and if like voiced that or explained that to people. And if so, like what are the various reactions that you've gotten based on that?
1: Hmm. I don't think I've explicitly said, oh, I'm missing this from my life and I'm doing my spiritual practice because I need to attain right. that peace." Yeah. Okay. Um But I also think that. I'm a strong believer in leading by example or right. um, not, always have, not always having to say exactly what you're feeling or what you believe in, but wearing it and um, I guess for me, yoga uh, and meditation, which has been stronger than ever for me right now, has allowed me to step into new shoes which people see. All the time, and they see this new change and they see how you uh, function um, differently because of it. And I think in that sense, they see, oh, there's different pieces coming together for this person, and we didn't realize that before.:
0: Interesting. Yeah. It's funny because that's kind of that's kind of what happened with me. It's like for you, because I wasn't too into spirituality all that much. I briefly dabbled in it um, when my mom's friend gave me like a, a rose quartz which is kind of cool, but that was, and I believed in it for a wee bit, but then I kind of strayed away from it. I think what really brought me back is is honestly, well, both of you guys, well, you with the meditation specifically, there was a time where I meditated, and part of it is because you were telling me, like, oh, give it a go, like, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And then with you, it was mainly with astrology and tarot and crystals and all that stuff that I never really tapped, truly tapped into before until you brought it up. I felt like you both led me by example in terms nice. of oh. in terms of delving into that realm. Um,
2: yeah, I never really state that, you know, I'm yeah. into this or I do this or I do that. It just comes so naturally yeah. in my conversations. I don't tell people like, hey, I, I practice this or that. It's just so natural to me that when right. people do stuff, I can pick up on it and I sort of comment on it and that's my natural life and people normally do feedback on that for and, sure um no matter their sign or um anything like that
0: yeah um it's interesting because i remember a friend of mine he um he saw my tarot card deck in my dorm room and he said he said something about how he doesn't dabble in dark magic as if that's like a dark <laughs> as if that was like black magic or a dark force or yeah. something that was deemed to be bad um and i it's interesting the common misconceptions that are associated with that sort of thing whether it be i feel like with yoga and meditation maybe not as much that has more of like a positive connotation but yeah. i feel like a lot of times with once you dive into tarot and crystals there's always like that negative representation but do you feel like there's any common misconceptions about yoga or, or tarot or any of that sort of thing under the umbrella of spirituality.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think astrology out of all of those are the most popular. Um, right, yeah. In real life and then online life. I mean, you can't open any social media without finding someone making their own version of what the signs represent or what they mean or yeah stuff like that. And people seem to see it as a joke or something sort of made up because they're just not connected to it at all.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like spirituality and religion, in a way, it is quite synonymous because if you think about it, there's certain people that that tap into their inner selves or their their purest selves by just going to church every Sunday. Yeah. And that's something that, in a way, was invented. Like that's, you know, in the same way that these things were kind of invented as well, or at least were voiced by someone that's like, oh, this is the way to go. So do you feel like there's a difference between spirituality and religion? And if so, like, what do you think that difference is in terms of the goal or the practices, that sort of thing?
1: I think that spirituality is bigger than religion. Hmm. It's something that is innate. It's something that we all have arisen from. I think that's a sentence. Is that a sentence? A yeah,
0: ascended. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we, either way, yeah.
1: No, I said arisen. Arisen. Ascended. Eh, shame thing.
0: Well, yeah, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. potato, <laughs> <laughs> potato You're fine.
1: Basically, I think that pe- we use religion as a way to connect with our spirit. Right. But I don't think they're synonymous. I think spirituality is, it, it, yeah, It's beyond. it's beyond us. It's beyond us. Right. It's... It's right. it's way bigger than religion. Religion is a sub. It's a subgroup, of it.
0: Hmm, that's a good point.
1: I mean,
2: one me. is, one is structured, and then the other is just about feel, and it's so free. And there's n- there really isn't many rules. I mean, other mm-hmm. than like abusing the way you you practice is probably like the only rule. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's mostly on your own accord where you can sort of figure out how you want to practice or how you want to read tarot, or how you want to read the crystals or how you want to connect to the earth and the air and the space and, and people it's way more freeing and it allows you to find your way which I think why uh, people seek out others to, to sort of read for them because everyone has a different perspective and different view and different stories so it and it translates through that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah for sure um a lot of times though yeah I will seek out like a lot of spiritual practices in terms of getting advice or getting closure on something or like for example if I if I do yoga practice you have to if you do yoga you have to set an intention for the practice of how how will this better you and your well-being or you know, in terms of tarot cards, like I use that to ask for advice about certain things about how to, how to get over something, how I overcome a particular obstacle, but how do you, I feel like there's a, it's kind of, it's it's a balancing act in the sense that if you read into things too much, you're kind of driving yourself crazy in a way, but in terms of reading into everything and taking things from a literal perspective. So how do you, do you feel like that's present in the way you approach spirituality? And if so, how do you, how do you try to evade
1: that? I totally get where you're coming from, where you're coming from a place of, oh, I need to psychoanalyze everything that I do, but I also want to be simple about it, and I want to be practical, but I want to live life to the fullest, and I want to be my authentic self, and I want to treat obstacles kindly. There's all these things that we want to do, Mm -hmm. and I am the same way. I go, oh, I have to psychoanalyze because... I can find meaning around these things rather than just leaving them alone and letting them drift away into the world. Uh, I want to have control of them and um, be mindful of them, which I think is really important. But I also think there's the other end of the spectrum where we we're we're diving too deep and we're not actually living our lives like yeah yeah. It's
2: think, a hard balance for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where. I put a limit on myself when I have a question or topic, whatever. I ask a very specific or a general question to the universe or to the cards, to the stones. Right. Um, and I do it once. Mm. And I really, really analyze the heck out of it. Like I go really deep and then I'm satisfied. And I take that into the rest of my month. Because mm. I do think there's cycles to so wait you um, do the do anything spiritual yeah um, there's a start and an end and i think by limiting yourself and having so much self-control that you don't ask the same questions over and over again cuz it just helps you and help me to like have a focused sort of path
0: for okay. sure i mean i've kind of gotten to that point now but there's a there was a long time in which I would read tarot cards every day, and that's quite. And I feel like that's quite toxic because that's when you look into things too much. You start asking the same questions, and then the cards get confused. And it gets to a point. It gets to a point where, like, you'll get the tower for no reason, or you'll get like the devil, and you're like, I'm not even asking about stuff pertaining to that sort of thing. Or, yeah, and I guess it took a while for me. There was a time where I had to take a step back and be like, I can't do readings for myself anymore because i would just read into things way too much but i was gonna ask you orange because i remember we talked about it wait, like a few months ago what are what are your thoughts on tarot because i remember the last time you talked about it you said it was like a little scary
1: oh um uh, my thoughts are that i don't know much about them
0: oh good I, I
1: should have brought mine because i could
0: I have mine but <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what my thing is I've always been skeptical Slash scared of Seeing future Things in front of me that right. I mm-hmm. haven't really Happened yet or Fair, that that's I feel like I'm I, I, There's a lack of freedom Because these cards are determining Certain things that I have yet to experience Or to feel about So okay. it's Do you know what I'm coming from? Yeah, I think that I think that comes from a place of maybe
2: not knowing too much about them, too. True, because course. what I've done and what I've liked to do, I do um, sometimes there's like a three-card reading where you do past, present, and future hmm. for the cards. So I think it helps to narrow, just make it smaller mm-hmm. and to have like, oh, this happened in the past. Here's mm-hmm. what's happening now here's what happens in the future, but it's not something where it's like, here's what happens in the future. It's like, here's what could happen. Mm -hmm. If you go
0: down the trajectory that you're going down.
2: Yeah. And it it lays out a a possible path for you. There's nothing that's definite or it's more infinite. Mm -hmm.
0: Fair. Um, I feel like for the most part, in terms of like the realm of spirituality that we're kind of talking about right now, I feel like there's a lot of things that I kind of am immersed in, but I think yoga and meditation, since I've moved out of the dorms, like I haven't really meditated. And for me, I don't know, because there's always a lot of thoughts racing through my head and it's always hard to kind of clear those thoughts because with meditation, it's all about having your mind clear. And I find that impossible. So like, do you want to tell you something? Yeah, sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please teach us. Going back to common misconceptions about yoga and the crystals. So a lot of people have this idea that meditation is about wiping away all of our thoughts. Okay. And clearing all, clearing out all the patterns and chatter that's going on inside of our head all day long. Right. But actually, meditation is really being a witness to our thoughts without judging them. Because It's too much energy to wipe them all out. And we cannot wipe our thoughts out.
0: No. (laughs) They
1: are there and they're there to teach us things about ourselves. And we're here to observe. And we sit down on our mat in silence. And Mm -hmm. we observe what we're thinking about. How it's making our body feel. How it's affecting our breath. Yeah. Um, And by doing that, it opens the gate into... A whole world of insight about how we view ourselves, how we how we walk in this world, yeah. With this with this pattern that we're 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 enduring all the time, of just constant chatter, um, and by recognizing the thoughts and coming back to the breath. Mm-hmm. I like to focus my area. If we're getting technical, all good. <laughs> Please get technical. Yeah, you could on the. On the triangle area of our of the nose between the upper lip and the tip of the nose through the inside walls of the nostrils.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: And as I breathe, which I do in silence, usually mm. in the morning. Okay. Um, you can start small and build up. I usually do it for 20 minutes or half an hour. Mm-hmm. And you just come back to that zone of your face each time you uh, get too much in your head you bring it back to your breath mm-hmm. another th- trick that i do is that i count to 10 and i inhale one
0: mm-hmm.
1: exhale one.
0: Oh, i think yeah. Okay, yeah
1: inhale two exhale two yeah and each time you keep getting higher and higher to 10 if you get distracted you bring it back to one so it's all about coming back to the breath it's rewiring the brain to come back to the breath Right. We can control how we think. We can control whether to listen to the chatter or to listen to the heart, mm-hmm. which is the breath, which okay. is where the breath comes from.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. That was very helpful. Yeah. yeah. No. Definitely. There's, it's not a of, there's a lot of chatter. In oh, my head. in my mind. We breath. all have chatter. Is <laughs> yeah. a talk show. <laughs> is is it talk. the View? <laughs> uh, maybe because there's a lot of conflicting yeah you know, and then there's a the republican and there no i'm kidding <laughs> um but i
1: we all experience this yeah the suffering
2: i think um so i'm not at that stage yet where you're at but um i think it's a great time to listen mm-hmm. in meditation i love to like When I get to that zone of like, oh, I'm at peace. And then the chatter starts. I like to listen to the first conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because
2: I think the first thing that comes up is probably like the thing that's bothering you the most. Or maybe the most important. Mm -hmm. Or just something that you need to hear. Or you've heard it a thousand times, but you need to hear it again. And you need to like Mm -hmm. focus on that. Or just hear it and keep it in the back of your mind. But come back to it later. Mm-hmm. that's just my two cents
0: interesting okay <laughs> yeah i had for a while geez i was this kind of started to hurt my head after a while i'd focus on my pineal gland like where the third eye is supposed to be when i would oh, meditate I and oh. initially like it there was times where it all good. <laughs> There was times where it was super painful because I would just start getting, like, a headache. I'm like, this is too much for me. I can't do this. (laughs) Mm. And then I would kind of stop for a bit. Um, But I was actually... I was going to ask you guys. um, So how did you... Because you are talking about how spirituality, in a way, brings you back to your authentic self. So what have you what is that, what has that been like for you to really take a look into your authentic self? Like how, how have you felt about that? Was it scary or daunting? Did you discover things that you didn't know you would discover? Like, what was that journey like for you both? I mean, I know it's ongoing, but what is
2: it like right now? I guess I discovered the kind of person I am at face value and how people see me. um, Just because I'll like read Tara for myself or like do astrology for myself and then when I apply it in the real world and with other people I see how much how I see that it's a part of me and mm-hmm. yeah how I react and interact with it and I don't lose my personality and I don't like I don't turn into this like bohemian person with a <laughs> poncho and I yeah you know I'm just like I do it in my own way I do it with humor and I do it with like nice yeah like fun and mm-hmm. a little bit of sassiness and like yes. it, it gets it gets in a way that like i think it's a little bit, bit more approachable to people who are not familiar with it too okay, or have cool. no idea what it is it's a lot scary for me and i think that helps people open up to me also as a person so it's helped me that way
0: interesting okay
1: i totally nice. agree. um <laughs> connecting with, with my authentic self yeah. that is a difficult one because I feel like I, I wore a lot of masks yeah. throughout the years. Um, and you pick and choose which mask you want, mm-hmm. where you are.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: And you don't realize that during it, but then when you sort of meditate. <laughs> 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 or do anything that causes you to be vulnerable and expose yourself in a way that is super scary and life-changing. Um, which happened on my gap year when I just traveled on my own, and from that experience, I realized that when I when I sit and meditate or when I'm by myself, I um, can return to like that place of home that yeah. we all share, mm-hmm. which is sometimes forgotten about um, and gets lost throughout the years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, by by returning to the mask that I know and feeling comfortable with that. And then getting recognition for the masks that, um, outside of the room that I'm meditating in, where people start to like you for just you being you, which is very easier said than done.
0: For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but being able to finally accomplish that, um, I used to be so ashamed that I was flexible, that I could do yoga, that I... Liked to do all those things with my body. I used to be so ashamed. And I really? admire
2: them. I'm like, I can't yeah, do any of that. Yeah, I just think that's that.
1: really cool. In high school, uh, I wanted to be macho. So I joined the rowing team. You have all these masks that you want.
2: Yeah. yeah. You wow, have, okay.
1: Yeah, so that was like, for me to be able to teach yoga and feel totally comfortable in my skin doing splits and back bends and stuff. Um, being in tune with uh, feminine self. Um, which is hard for a lot of people, or contrasting uh, masculinity. Yeah, um, that can be super, super, super hard to um, just carry with you. And when people recognize that and cheer you on, and um, I don't know, it feels it feels really good, and you it becomes addicting to just be your authentic self everywhere you go. And it's like yeah. it's it's less energy. Yeah. I don't want to change myself every, every, you know, in different environments. No way.
0: No, God, no. That was yeah. high
1: school. So you know, we're grown up now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. For sure. Lots of lessons, um, though.
0: When I got into astrology and tarot cards and crystals and all that jazz, I, I kind of. That's when I started making dis- assertive decisions, which yeah. oddly enough, because before yeah. I would make decisions, but I wasn't sure if they were the right ones or, but. I feel like ever since I got into it, I've just, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm going to quit Le Botaniste. I'm going to start my own podcast. Hmm. I'm going to zip zip about here, go there, like without even, without like a doubt, really. And that was kind of, so I think for me, that's, what, that's when I first caught a glimpse of what it could really do. Like it really does tap into that authentic side of you that is just free and liberated and doesn't, it doesn't hold back at all. I just mm. find that yeah. to be, you know. But I was, I'm surprised, I was surprised when you said that when high school you were ashamed for being into yoga because I didn't know that was...
1: Flexibility, I'm also a dancer, all those things I was just like, you know, resistant to.
0: Interesting. Because of norms,
1: social norms.
0: But... I was actually I was gonna ask this earlier like were your parents into this sort of thing at all like were yes. your okay they were. They are big okay. role
1: models my aunt owns a yoga studio my dad's an Ashtanga yogi
0: oh okay oh, wow. so it's like I, it's in yeah. your blood it's in my blood <laughs> nice.
1: but bringing yeah. it outside of the house is not easy you know For it sure. might feel like home and then how do you extend home like everywhere you go yeah you know it's, that's a question how do you extend qu- home oh yeah <laughs> You extend home by being your authentic self. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Being vulnerable, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, but Josh, because I was gonna ask you, so with your, because I know with your parents, they weren't at. They're they're Christian, right? Like through and through. Yes. They're not into the whole spirituality thing.
2: Not really, okay. but I feel like um, they they all they know their signs. Like most of my family, all know their signs. Okay. They like what? Well, they don't know what it means. But yeah. everyone wear mostly most everyone knows their signs and they they wear it as a part of them. Mm. But they don't really dive into it. And right, that's a start. They, yeah, they know they know when they're born. At least they should be. No, yeah, um, <laughs> like, um, and they know the name of the sign and yeah. But nice. nobody really dives into it. I think I'm probably like the first person to really like uh. accept that it's a real thing and it means something to me and it might be important right mm. i
0: mean how do your did, how, did your parents react in any sort of way to that or did your sister react in any sort of way or were they just like oh whatever
2: i don't tell them about the tarot.
0: oh okay all right
2: so those are hidden okay really but like i also don't really use them in my house mm. okay fair. because i i'd like to feed off energy so if i'm reading for someone i'll feed off their energy and am reading for myself it's my own Energy and I have to be like comfortable and at peace for sure. If I normally don't read those in my house. As for astrology, I feel like it's one of the easier things to talk about that in mm. yoga. That's true, yeah, because absolutely. you don't really have to dive into spirituality. You can go to any random person or or just family members be like, When were you born again? and they'll let you know and yeah. they'll be like, Oh, so you're a Sagittarius, and then you could crack a joke. Wow, you really like to stress people out.
1: When we're bringing up all these, like, I- these symbols of spirituality, like tarot cards, crystals, yoga, these things that represent spiritual beings. Yeah. I don't really. I feel like spirituality is more than that. As we're yeah. fanning, Josh. <laughs> I feel we are. We are. The root word is spirit. Like. Yeah. We are, yeah. You know when you see someone or some, see someone sing and it's like their voice slash everything about them is like yeah. flying across the room. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call that? It's not something you read on a tarot card. It's it's something that we can tap into. That's like yeah. esoteric. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 like it's like cellular. I can't describe it. Yeah. I, I see those tools as like. A medium
2: or a guide.
1: Okay, a medium. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I do but see it's not them. Spirituality, it's, knowing someone's sign is not. Yeah. Oh, I'm spiritual because I can read you. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, it, it's more just an umbrella term for what we're talking about. Like, I didn't yes. actually, but that is a really good point that you brought yeah. up. The yeah. spirit does come from within. I mean, because
1: what is that? where do we see yeah. that? Yeah.
0: But it is hard for people to find it. I think when you're younger, like it's so easy to be your authentic self because you're you're so innocent you're super innocent and naive to you can't lo- <laughs> hide
2: anything also that's you true can't. no i yeah. feel
0: like when you're a kid that's when you're your purest self i mean i think once you start to grow up and become an adolescent that's when it's harder to be your authentic self and sometimes people lose their way in that respect and they don't know who they actually are and yeah. some people get to that point and some people never do but i think if whatever way that people used to like go back and tap in, back into their authentic selves. I think that could be considered like a form of spirituality. You know? Yes.
1: I'm. Re- this is so interesting. I probably should run and get my book. It's in my backpack. Oh, it do you is- want to get it? I'm going to get it because oh, yeah. this yes, is too it. relevant.
0: No, get it. You should. Okay, okay. it's us. Okay. BRB. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. We're back. We just took a wee break um, because, you know, just to tap back into, well, I guess to tap further into our spiritual selves. So, now we're back. Um and Oren, you've, you're, you're reading a really interesting book about the very topic we're discussing. Yes. All right, cool.
1: I just started it. It's called Nourishing Wisdom, A Mind-Body Approach to Nutrition and Well-Being by Mark David.
0: Nice, okay, cool.
1: And it's basically a guide to eating and more so why we eat, nourishment. Yeah. Um... All the things that wrap up why we sustain life. And basically, in the beginning of it, he talks a lot about spirituality and the spiritual source in which we've all come from. Mm -hmm. And one line that I find really interesting that relates to this conversation is that, quote... It is here in the spiritual realm that our journey into the mind of the eater begins. Mm -hmm. For beneath our nutritional theories, eating habits, and food obsessions, beneath our insecurities and embarrassment about the body, beneath any doubt as to the basic goodness of existence, there dwells within us a condition of wholeness born from the spiritual source. This is not a state of pristine perfection and eternal comfort where all problems disappear and we wallow into meditative mush. It is a condition of timeless identification with the divine, where life and death, pleasure and pain, success and failure, happiness and discontent are met with equal acceptance. Hmm. It is a state of equanimity where we feel fully human, completely alive, and in love with life no matter what happens. And then he continues on, according to the perennial philosophy, human beings are separated from the spiritual source for one reason alone, we believe we are separate. Hmm. Each of us holds the false belief that I am separate from all creation. I am alone and I am not enough as I am. Consequently, the state of wholeness exists only as a potential within us. Mm. And though it lies buried like a dormant seed, all beings instinctively intuit its existence, spiritual. Mm-hmm existence our purpose in life is to rejoin the spiritual source and embody it here and now this is the something more we continually seek which is what we were referring to before how we're striving for these things finding the missing puzzle piece yeah is because we're so distant from it and it's in us it's innate yeah and we Mm -hmm. we we try to use tarot cards yoga um, crystals meditation in order to bring us back to it wow right that's insane doesn't that clear up things For sure. It's such
2: a really, it's a really good explanation. Right? Yeah, for sure. put things into perspective and then it helps you understand. It just grasped at very, um, the beginning of like human nature where you think about yourself. So you indulge in yourself and then you sort of wallow in yourself. Yeah. And then everything just becomes about yourself that you're not a part of everything else. Yes, that's exactly it. We're so so disconnected. disconnected. And you're your own obstacle pretty Mm -hmm. much for sure
0: um and i think if i'm mistaken there was a certain passage that you read about how about how we have to expect accept both the good and the bad within us like the happiness and also like maybe the anxiety that we feel or whatever and how Mm -hmm. that's all within us and i feel like that's it reminds me of crystals in a way because crystals is really all about balance in terms of balancing your chakras like you want everything to be level and everything needs like everything in a way needs its own specific kind of care and everything needs to be treated equally. And I think emotions are the same thing, both, both the good and the bad. So I feel like it strikes that balance really well. Um, but do you feel like there's the sense of having to balance everything in terms of the spiritual practices that you like tap into or?
1: Uh, a sense of, yeah, what you're going off of the good and bad. I Mm -hmm. think it's a relief to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, not paving the way for positivity all the time. Yeah, for sure. It's a relief to be like, oh, I can exert my energy on the bad things that I'm feeling and the good things because yeah, it's, um, that's it's what makes us humans. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think devoting and being gentle with the bad um, is is um, equally as important as treating it with the as the, uh, with the good.
2: I think from the start of my journey, it was I was trying to seek out. The good or the interesting or the fun. And then it just became, um, this thing where I had to just accept what was there. Yeah. The good and the bad and have this balance and just accept a balance. You, you might need to create one for yourself Mm and how you approach, um, your readings and how you take what you see and what you feel. Yeah. But, um...
0: I find that a lot of times in society where you know we're expected to be, we're expected to live up to a certain standard of how we should feel, about how we should act, about how our authentic self should be. And I feel like that's further perpetuated by media and whatnot, but do you ever feel like there's that kind of pushback? Do you feel like that makes those practices more difficult to really delve into?:
1: Totally. Perfect example, mm-hmm. five minutes ago, I just got ridiculed for <laughs> yeah. aspiring to have a man bun.
0: Okay, we can keep which this Which is a
1: perfect example
0: because,
1: <laughs> just perfect. So I was standing in okay. Hannah's living room with her mom and two of her friends who I don't really know that well, um, and basically I was, I was, I was torn apart from toes to head based on my aesthetics. You felt very attacked. I was attacked and I was complimented all at once. And um, compared to with celebrities, um, which is kind of hard to wrap your mind around um, because we're just very different. And it's, it's that point in time where you either cave in, to your deepest fears, which is living up to people's expectations of you, which is don't do the man bun. Or you can stay grounded in your humanity and in yourself um, that you can trust the process that you're in and that you love yourself the way you look, no matter what people say. And that's when the spiritual practice (laughs) comes in because you need that support. You need your heart. Yeah. You need your home to come back to when you are being torn apart.
2: Yeah, and when Am you I make, right? when yes. you make mistakes <laughs> in your life, I'm, like I'm, man buns, it's, it's, you do need this <laughs> structured spirit to yes. lean back on because when you <laughs> leave the house looking like you just discovered Brooklyn. Yeah. Um Yeah. You just need you need those mediums to help you. I mean, yeah.
0: No, I I agree. And first of all, I'm <laughs> I did not know you felt that attacked. I'm so sorry. No, I would, no, I, I don't feel attacked. Have, I would not have ridiculed you otherwise. I'm just not a fan of man buns. But it's cool that you stuck to your I guns. Support my I, I support. I'm all about the opinion. It, you know. Um. No. Yeah. I think. For
1: <laughs> no, but it's interesting. Like, why do people feel that they can tell you what you have to do for yourself? What would be better for you?
0: Well, I mean, this I is mean, why
1: I study social psychology because I mean, it's it's like this is surface level. This is like th- this. It's either you look at it as surface level talk, or it's something more about um, humans.
2: I mean, I'm your friend, but and I also feel it within me that if you had a man bun, there would just <laughs> you'd have so much more obstacles in your way. You would. There's a, there'd be there, a lot more shampooing. Yeah,
0: but also look at your feel- wallets.
2: You have to buy um, more conditioner.
0: Also, I mean, also, I mean, Le Botanistes is an exception, but if you walk into a workplace with a man bun, people will judge you. It is a lot harder to find. And it's not and it's not just about and that's it is judgmental. That's true. And that is not that's not very fair. But when you if you have a man bun, people will judge you accordingly. But whether or not you choose to go with I mean we're going on a tangent. I'm sorry. Yeah, welcome but to the, man bun, to the man bun section. of
1: spirituality. You know what people <laughs> at, back at home
0: whatever yeah
1: are pro man bun.
0: It's very anti man like, bun here.
1: Wow. Welcome.
0: <laughs> most people do not like man buns. And if people see a guy <laughs> on the street they're thinking, "Oh, fuck, he has a man bun," you know?
1: What does that signal to you? Um
2: that he shops at Lululemon and he spends his time at Barnes & Noble's and that He's just okay. I, it can fall into the without joking. That's stereotyping. In, yeah, it just can fall into the part where like, oh, <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't like buns. he's kind of lazy and doesn't take care because it is a it is seen as a lazy. lazy for me, style. it just for me it just the man look, bun. For yeah. me,
0: it just comes across wow. personally. If I saw a guy with a man bun, okay, it it depends on how it looks too because if it could come across as unkempt. What of, is unkempt? Oh, do, like like you like dirty like you couldn't be bothered Mm -hmm. going to the hairdresser to get it cut a lot of times a lot of times a lot of yeah exactly it shows that you're not putting any effort a lot of times when people wear man buns it doesn't look very clean who knows maybe you'll prove me wrong. maybe you'll grow a man bun it'll be clean and pristine i'm sure it will because you're you and you wouldn't (laughs) let it go like that but most people would think otherwise you know what i'm saying i mean imagine
2: if you're in trouble and you call your lawyer and somebody shows up with a man bun
0: would you trust them?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, you guys are harsh critics of the bun. What if your doctor showed up and you're, you know you're in pain and your doctor at walks least in it's with not, a man bun? Okay. okay, at least it's not you
0: know dreadlocks, I'll say that. Let me say
1: something, let me say something. Okay. For me, the man bun provides an element of wisdom, You know I'm definitely
0: keeping this in, right?
1: Of course. Element? I'm just gonna
0: put it spirituality and man buns.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't they bald,
2: go together? Isn't baldness an element of spirituality? Because you're not attached to this, this. That's true. That, no, this vanity. is the problem
1: I have. I'm attached to my hair. My hair is a part of my identity. Me too. By the way. Me too.
0: I feel the exact same way.
1: Right. When you get a haircut, it's like, wow, uh, this is, this is shedding a layer of myself. Then that's if, why I'm wearing a hat right now because I don't like
2: my hair at the moment.
0: If I got a hair, if I got, if my hair were straightened, if I got my hair cut, all all of it cut off, I would feel incomplete. Okay. My hair is a defining characteristic, and if people saw me and they didn't, and I didn't have cur, and I didn't have the curly, froey hair or whatever, people would not know who I am, and that would be kind of shocking because then. And it's, it's a shame because, you know, with spirituality, it's all about tapping into your, just to bring it back home. Yeah, you know? please, please. <laughs> with spirituality, it is all about, like, tapping into your authentic self. And it's, like, you are who you are regardless, you know, regardless if you have a lot of hair, no hair. Like, you're, you know, it's, your body's just a vessel. The soul within is, that's your true authentic self. But it's hard to, I feel like there's times where you forget that, especially considering the fact that, you know, I think sometimes vanity and ego gets in the way. You know, you look at your body and you think, "Oh, this is all of who I am and all encompassing." So, you know, if you your hair, you think your hair defines you, or your your body type defines you, or that really would really none of that should define
1: you. It but should. it's hard to
0: get out of that mold sometimes. Right. So do you realize what that's you're doing? On.
1: You are you are exerting negative thoughts into me. Oh. <laughs> by, by you thinking about it, your thoughts, your anxious, your actions, everything, it nothing is lost. Nothing is lost. So people fade off of that when you're mm-hmm. unintentionally judging them. But you I'm are intentional. You you're though. saying, I think this person is this, 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 based on an element of their body. Right?
0: Fair. How, feel- how terrible is that? That's really bad. <laughs> Sorry. It's terrible. I mean, now not feel like ashamed. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I feel like I should go into timeout and just stand in a corner it's like, somewhere.
1: It's like judging no, any right. other part of someone's identity um, that's not your own. Why do you have the right to tell them, oh, um, you're this because you're doing this? It's immature.
0: I mean, fair. It's not like... For me, it's more just to clarify. For me, it's more a joke than yeah. Yeah, we were like, mostly joking.
1: no. Of course, like right. it's
0: all it's all a like. I'm not actually like oh man. If you had a man bun, I would like not be friends with. It's not it's not that deep. Of course. Like of course, it. I don't I don't care because you're you're you and you're already awesome. Man bun or no man bun, so that's okay.
1: I am a sister.
0: Yeah, I was gonna. I think it even taps into a personality thing as well in terms of society and media and what they push upon us to kind of, that kind of diverts us from our authentic selves because like we were talking about before there's the whole pressure of you have to be happy you have to be on the up and up all the time and mm-hmm. that's not i feel like if you know that's not what no one's ever like that all the time no. you know if you really tap into your authentic self there's a lot of You know, scary parts of it and a lot of vulnerable parts and sad parts that you may not share with the world because you're conditioned to think that that's not okay to have those, you know, thoughts or feelings within yourself. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's, that's, that's hard too. I find that really difficult,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, which I guess is where, you know, crystals kind of aid with that in terms of balancing your emotions and your feelings, and, and tarot kind of helps you to further understand them. So that's how they—that's how I use them to cope, in my opinion. But I don't know about you guys in terms of that. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with the lack of authenticity that um, sure? you find on social media and the need to be happy. Oh, we
0: can even tie to social media. That's right. Talk, uh, social could. media
1: and spirituality.
0: Yeah, um, let's. Yeah, let's. Yeah. We can, yeah.
1: This is interesting because this is interesting. There's a lot of. Sorry we keep going back to yoga, but it's just a no, big, it's a, it's big it's old a, part of my it's, life. It's
0: all encompassing. It <laughs> yeah. makes sense. It's okay. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it's just a big part of my life. So. Yeah, of course. And basically, I know a lot. I follow a lot of people on social media that are like Yoga Dan, Yoga Lindsay, um, Kest, Kest. Yeah, his name is Kest. This popular Instagram dude, Kest Yoga, who travels around the world. And they post these like incredible pictures of them doing like... Urdhva Dhanurasana which is wheel on like an elephant in Kenya and they're like they post an inspirational quote about We need to be present Breathe inhale exhale and then all these comments of like, oh my god, you're right. I need to breathe
0: But are you really being present if you're putting that on social media? Are you actually present?
1: Yeah, I mean all of these How can you document? your spiritual experiences on social media when it's so blown out of proportion. it Absolutely. Spirituality is intimate and personal and yeah, and, and esoteric and it's just big and I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's hard own, to capture right. that in a post.
2: It's your own journey that
1: you have to live through yourself. Yeah. yeah. But Unless... people want to express that. They want to share like, oh, I've had this experience. Yeah. It had some spiritual stuff in it and I want to share it and I want to help people because I've been helped by it. I think yoga is different
2: from astrology because it's something that you can share. It's something that people love sharing and um, Mm -hmm. they do it in many different ways. I mean, um, if you are a a Gemini and you say, well, I met someone today that was a Capricorn and they screwed me over and you share that experience, you're going to find so many other people who would like comment to that. Yeah. Like especially because you have an earth sign and you're and you're clearly and not talking sign. you're
0: clearly not talking about yourself, right? Oh
2: no, no not I don't from experience. So. No. Who's that about? I don't know um, who that's. Who right. died? Who <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs>
0: Oh
2: God, Iggy. Okay. Iggy. And it can fall into this sort of bandwagon thing because if someone someone popular were to you know yeah. say like, oh, I hate all Sagittarius and I think they're annoying. I mean, it's true. But like people post this on their Instagram. Yeah. Really? No, it's more so. But it's, my it's friend more Dylan's so cool.
0: He's a Sagittarius. Hi, Dylan. I know you're probably listening. Don't <laughs> so get offended. Anyway, sorry.
2: <laughs> it does fall into a bandwagon thing where people will be like, "Yeah, oh my God, that's so true," and they won't like elaborate on that. Like, you know, what you have to—it's so specific because if you're a certain sign, that doesn't compat not compatible with another one. You're gonna have a clash if you believe in yeah. astrology, of course. Um, and then also, there's just a lot of like, it's just out of all the spiritual stuff, astrology is like the most popular and the most like almost mainstream mm-hmm. in a way that That's like for sure people don't know enough about it. So, like, um, someone would be like, um, oh, Cancers are so crazy. They um, wake up in the morning and they, you know. have a cup of tea and they make avocado toast and people will be like oh my god that's me i'm a cancer wow that's crazy um Um. and I, i think there it's just a thing where like on an online present presence it's like it's fun to discuss all of this online it's just it's fun but to create a um proper sort of discussion and proper feel of it all i don't mm-hmm. think you can get that across through the internet mm-hmm. absolutely i feel not. like no i feel like if you're listening to a teacher however it's a lot different um let me just find something no that's good. okay yeah there is like so there's two accounts on twitter that i follow that's a part of astrology um, one is a very serious one, Jessica Dorr, um, she does Tarot and she like, tweet out today's card and her reading for it, and then she gets, like, 1,200 retweets, almost 4,000 likes, so people are, like, flocking to her, because you just want to know what she says, and she'll sort of, like, interact with them, but it's not, it's something that she, like, analyzes and dives into instead of saying, like, Today's card is the fool because I texted a guy that hasn't texted me back in two weeks. Hmm. It's not, it's not, it's not like the average person. So I feel like that's great. And then I do follow a funny one, which is, um.
0: The funny ones are cool too. Um,
2: Rude Astrology. Um. Rude. Yeah. Which it just, um, so not to pick on Capricorns, but, um, they're sort of like reading Capricorns. So what do you see Capricorns with? And then. They comment money because that's what they're yeah meant to, that's <laughs> L-O-L. what they yeah that's what they sort of chase after. So people really? people go on like this account isn't meant to be taken too seriously, but it kind of is because even on this account, even if it's a joke, they really the person behind this really like goes into um, the topics that people want to know. They're like, hmm. so what's the flaw of um. Oh a Gemini, and then...
0: Oh, Josh, would you mind leading into the mic a wee bit more? All right, cool.
2: So then they'll say, oh, what's the flaw of a Gemini? And then they'd really, like, dive in, and it'll it'll sound like something that's kind of rude, but Mm -hmm. in a sense, it does intertwine with what Geminis are perceived
1: to be, in a way. Yeah, I think think this brings up an interesting... They're not,
2: yeah, as for what you said, they're not
1: very, like,
2: they're not meant to have you like be in to this online community. It's more like just feed off of it. And it depends what people put out. Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. um,
2: if it's serious or not, like I probably will not connect to someone who's doing yoga on a live animal
0: and tweeting about <laughs>
2: remember <laughs> to breathe because totally yeah. ridiculous. And I know they're not joking because he's trying to be serious while it's, yeah far as
1: like if it's- It's also unattainable. We don't have all these resources to be no. able to do Who that. Who has elephants? Just Kenya does. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's interesting because in my when I went to yoga class with my mom yesterday. Granted, I don't do this that often, guys. Once in a blue moon. Um, I should (laughs) do it more often though. But I anyway, I went to yoga class with my mom yesterday, and right after the practice, you know, we did shavasana, which is my favorite part. You just you feel enlightened and you feel like you're you're one with yourself. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um, this girl gets her friend to take a photo of her on the mat, and she does like a pose. And mm-hmm. she takes a photo, the friend takes the photo, so that she can put it on her Insta later to be like, oh, just went to yoga or whatever. And to me, that I mean, that defeats the point of the whole practice, which is to be in touch with yourself. You're not really worried about anyone else. You're not want- It's not like you you're yearning to broadcast something. You're just you're in the moment. You're there. You're present. You know. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I when I saw the lady take the picture of the girl like just doing a pose on her yoga mat or whatever, um, I kind of that's when i kind of realized like wow a lot of times people will utilize yoga or astrology as like or whatever like any spiritual thing as a way to get attention from people online or to get followers or to promote something it's never they never do it for the sole purpose of like oh being present within yourself so i feel like that's that that can kind of be a problem sometimes i don't know
1: yeah it's a um, fine line to walk
0: sure i even noticed it with astrology with memes like, they always, like, slap, they'll, like, for example, if there's, like, a Tom and Jerry meme, they'll, they'll slap Geminis on Tom and Capricorns on Jerry, like, it, just stupid stuff, but just to get all the likes Capricorn's and clicks, are as smart and, as Jerry. and then the comments, people could be like, oh, yeah, that's so true, whatever, um, but I guess I was thinking about this for a, for a while, um. Because if you think about it, a lot of times palm readers, they have to ask for money for to for this. They, they, you have to pay, pay to get a palm reader, a tarot card reader, pay to take a yoga class, whatever. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? If the hmm. whole point is to tap into your inner self, like, shouldn't that be free? Like, shouldn't you have to do that on your own accord? How do you guys feel about that?
1: I like you really struck a chord, Hannah i like
0: <laughs> hopefully in a good way
1: um
2: that. i i like supporting people and and communities too so and i feel like that's a part of a community and they are providing a service so as far as like yoga goes if it's just a normal yoga class and you're teaching i feel like i want to give mm-hmm. but like um ten dollars for a class around there it's like such a reasonable price because it says to the general public like we welcome all people like Mm because most people can afford ten dollars and a lot of places will have like um donation times or donation days um so it's like that is very welcoming while like if you are in manhattan they'll have um very gimmicky sort of yoga, um, like goat yoga and beer yoga, and the, the price for it is going oh, to be, <laughs> it's going to range from like $25 and stuff for just for a class or for an hour and it's ridiculous and it's not what I think it should be as far but I think yoga is different as far as a service, because mm-hmm. it's a teaching, so I don't mind paying for it, but then also like when people go to find answers, for tarot, normally it's it's kind of the same thing a lot of people do donation but certain people charge by the hour because mm-hmm. they they make that their job mm-hmm. like some people see that's their they want to help other people find their answers and their paths but and they want to make a living out of it but they don't want to be invested too much in the money so they just charge by the hour and they try to make it reasonable. But I feel like you get a different kind of service Mm -hmm. to yoga. You are getting, um, especially when you're lost, you don't always go to yoga or when you want to find out about love, you don't go to yoga. I mean, when you want to find out something so specific and you're in a rut and you want direct path and you want those answers, I feel like that's where you go. And as far as like, how they charge and what they want to charge you,
0: mm-hmm. I
2: think as long as it's not an insane amount and as long as you're not being gimmicky or or fake or redundant with the reason they're not taking in who you are, um, then it's worth it. And I don't mind paying and supporting them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh,
1: yeah, that's an interesting one. I... <laughs> I used to be like a yoga junkie and would find all the cool places to do yoga in my town or in the city Mm -hmm. this past year. And something about it felt unhealthy and not fulfilling. I was never satiated um, until I started doing my own practice, which costs no money and I get to do it on my own time and there's zero distractions. And that's when I've seen myself most in touch with my body and my breath and the divine, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, But now as a teacher, it's interesting because um, now I'm getting paid to help people from what I've learned. And it's weird, yoga as a business, like spirituality is turning into a business and there is competition. Yeah. I'm not... I'm a student. I'm also a teacher, so I see the back end and behind the scene, behind the line, <laughs> behind the scenes of how teachers compete with each other and how studios compete. Because at the end of the day, you got to pay your bills. For sure. Yeah. Although we're we're um, you know relaying a philosophy that's helped millions of people, um, we we have to get paid for it for some, um, somehow. So yeah, I for me, I stopped using music. Um,
0: interesting. Okay. Because
1: I just, I'm not a DJ. I'm not here (laughs) to supply you with healing music. It's going to, it has to come from within Fair. the poses are external. They're going to help you go within. Um, I'm not, it's not foo-foo. And I think that to remove all of those, just that it's just, you have to remove all of those things to get more in touch with yourself. The more distractions, you know, the more the more that you have to swim through. So by removing that, I'm not going to a studio, doing it outside of my bedroom, like in my house, um, I'm most just like raw. Like there's nothing right there except for maybe the lawnmower outside that can distract me. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
0: Nice, all right. That's
1: how I feel about that.
0: Nice. It's, um, because I was thinking about like the... For, I was thinking about this for a while, you know, spirituality is a business. Because um, I remember I was watching, I follow Vice on YouTube and okay. they had this um, video about empaths, right? And there's this guy who charges people to read their energies or emotions or feelings. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's interesting because I'm thinking to myself, you know, you know what you're feeling. You know what your emotions are. You don't need an empath to tell you how you're feeling so in a way it's kind of a foo it is foo foo it is a foo foo business yeah. you know and um for example um th- i remember there's this one re- vice reporter trying it out she went to an empath and he was like you know he was putting his hands on his forehead and he's like you know i feel anxiety from you like i feel the sense of like nervousness i don't know you know what i mean and yeah. It's like she would feel that herself if she's truly feeling that. And also people have a hodgepodge of different emotions happening all at once that are all encompassing. So it's hard to... I mean, you could easily say, oh, this person's feeling nervous. Well, yeah, maybe about a job interview that's happening in a couple days. Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's when I re- That's when I was thinking about it. I'm like, should people really charge for those services? I'm not... Maybe that's a different thing. I, I, I think
2: this, the better thing or the thing that'll make it a lot more healthier is if they... Placed, you know, Hey, the class is at 12 to one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's donation based. And then they write under it suggested donation. Yeah. That might be bad. Um, and the price that the teacher would need to keep the studio open mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have the yoga mats to, to pay for the cleaning of the studio and the yoga mats too. And then for rent and stuff like that. Cause they might have mul- multitudes of students in cl- different classes and stuff like that. But it would be on the teacher's part to sort of um, figure out um, what's the best price that yeah. they can suggest someone pay. Because, um, I mean, if somebody comes in, I feel like from, from my standpoint, if I come into your yoga shop and you suggest a price, I would pay it. Yeah. Um, just because I don't have to. You're not forcing my hand to pay this much. Mm-hmm. You suggested it for a reason, unless it's a ridiculous price. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a reason why you would have a suggested price, um, especially if it's reasonable.
1: Yeah. True.
2: And I think it's kind of awkward if you were to go to this one yoga class at this one time with the same teacher, and there's a suggestion of $8, but you always give 50 cents. You know, you yourself would, or you come in for free, you yourself would feel, you'd feel a certain way Mm -hmm. at some point.
0: Fair, that's true. Um, I Because Yoga to the People, actually, Yes, does I was just that. about to say that. They do suggest donations. How it's much? In, I think it's ten maybe... Ten like Ten, yeah. Okay. I I put in... I remember I went with my friends last year. I'm not going to call them out. They didn't pay anything. I put in five.
1: <laughs> I put in $2 most okay. days. All right. And I mean, I went... as long
0: as you put in something. You got to put in something.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean... That's, it's that's weird. Hard. It's a yeah. very weird interaction because you're sure. like, I want this to be free, but also you just stood there and, well, you walked around and you provided a service for that's us.
0: That's true, yeah. That's where
1: where do you walk the line?
0: I don't know, it's tough. It
1: literally reminds me of, of like Christian churches.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. You, they you, also
0: you, do donation-based stuff. That's...
2: It it It's kind of weirder though because you, you sit there, you hear a service, you hear kind of what they want to, what the pastor or preacher wants to share with you or guide you. And they'll choose like a certain um, paragraph and they'll really analyze it and they'll give it to you. And then during the middle of the service or after or before, they pass around for offerings and what you want to give. So that's for you. And then there's also um, tides, where um, it's like every... First paycheck, you give a, a percentage. What? It's a set percentage. I think they mostly do that evangelical.
0: Oh my god! Um, wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they'll so from your first paycheck, you'll give a percentage to for, the church. Yeah, for the it's like taxes. Yeah, kind of for the Lord, in a way. <laughs> for the Lord. For the Lord. For, for Jesus. Jesus yeah. will
0: love you regardless, honey.
2: So it, it's it's kind of it's kind of thing where they never I've never been to a church where they force your hand That's... or they. So I think I think and a lot of people are willing to be like, okay, I'll give you twenty percent of my first check. That's absolutely yeah. fine with me because I'm doing it on my own, fruition on my own um, terms, and it's Fair. because I want to support this and I love the service that I'm getting back, and the community that I'm getting from that. So I feel like when people do the same in the spirituality aspect there is a community there is a service there's a need you just have to figure out the best possible way to handle it
0: that's true um i was going to ask as well just to about just about oh yeah so just about in terms of the future and how you see your, your relationship with your spiritual practices further developing and whatnot um what do you hope to further achieve with the spiritual practices that you're utilizing right now? Like, what do you what do you hope to find within yourself in the future?
2: Nirvana. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I hope to reach to a point where um, I've learned most of the crystals' names and their their yeah. meanings, and I've learned that all the tarot cards. Like, I can read them, but I don't know them by heart. Yeah. Um, what they mean reversed or this way or that way. Um, I hope to like take all that in, retain it and then be able to give out the best analysis of them to really help people. And I don't want to make it for me. I don't want to make it into a job. I never, nobody's ever paid me to do a reading. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I've like seen people who are interested in it and they can't figure out where their life is going or what they want to do and, you can give advice as a person mm-hmm. but sometimes people want something higher something more which helps them and then as for like what i see for within me i don't just like having like an easier path i guess fair within everything honest answer nice yeah so you
1: want to say just I guess so, yeah <laughs> I don't think anyone reaches enlightenment Basically For me, I would like my Spiritual practice To be consistent Every day And I will be doing that Through Ashtanga yoga
0: Oh, interesting, okay Which
1: I practiced when I was a little kid um, Very intensely With my dad
0: So what does that practice consist of?
1: Yeah,
2: you please yeah.
1: Sure, so okay. it's a sequence of Poses that's done um, within a flow. Okay. And it starts off with sun salutation A and B, which okay. I'm sure you've done. They've mm-hmm. been all vinyasa classes, which I teach now, um, incorporate them, just to get the body moving, flowing, warm. So it's like
0: downward dog, oh, yeah. um, chaturanga, upward dog. Chaturanga Dandasana.
1: Inhale Urdhva rasana. Okay. Exhale, um, you know. And you know the Sanskrit terms. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just just kidding. Kidding. I just know the English equivalent. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, it's a set, and it's pretty challenging. Um, but I just, it's something you have to do every day, like brushing your teeth. And um, I want to make it ritualistic. Instead of oh, I'm going to practice yoga at this time of the day. Like I want to do it in the morning at a specific time. Make space for that in my day. Um, Because when I do it, it's like it's a game-changer. It'll change my day when I do it and to think of and to think that I Could feel like that every day Mm -hmm. and just like um, a returning back to my internal world once a day Would be really special for me. So I want to prioritize that for the future.
0: Nice. Cool.
1: (laughs) How about you Hannah Banan? All
0: right, I mean I guess I want to become proficient enough in tarot card reading where I can give readings to other people. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Because so far, I've only been giving readings to myself, which I don't find particularly helpful, but I find that when you get readings from other people, that's when it really makes a difference. So Mm. I'd rather give readings to other people rather than give them to myself. Um, Also, I guess I want to trust my intuition more, at least build that sense of intuition within myself so that I know to... Trust certain situations. Trust my decisions. Trust my inner gut feeling.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, just to be more in tune with how I read things, um, which I think I think through time. In terms of, I mean, going to yoga helps. I don't do it enough, but I would love to do that more. I think you know, going to yoga more, meditating more, that sort of thing. I think it's all encompassing, and that'll all definitely help to feed into that and help me trust my intuition more.
1: I love yeah. the trusting yeah. the intuition. That's something I struggle with a lot too.
0: Yeah, it's it's really hard. It's, I mean, I feel like I always second guess myself and then I it. always end up regretting it. Sometimes you just gotta go for things. Um, yeah. and trust that. But So I guess the to wrap things up, the final question that I have for you guys is for anyone that's not into any of these practices at all, like what would you say to them about it? Just to clear their head about it. Not to convince per se, but to just kind of what are some info what are some pieces of information that people may need to know about these sort of things
1: i think if you are in a place where you need help Mm -hmm. or are undergoing some sort of healing or obstacle these are perfect gateways to um get to know yourself in a compassionate loving way filled with gratitude And acceptance, and it's a process. Yes. Uh, It's not overnight. And um, I think a lot of it is fear-based, and we don't want to get in touch with the internal world um, or with the elements or things that feel unknown or um, quirky. Um, I would say get off of your ass. Wow, that sounded weird out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Adam Curse.
2: (laughs) I would say get
1: out of your your comfort zone, dip your toes in these unknown waters, and get to know yourself a little bit more. Get yourself into downward dog. Get yourself some tarot cards. Put some crystals on your body. Lay down. And you know what? Just stop and pause for a moment. Mm -hmm. That's 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 like just stop and pause and check in these are things that allow us to check in Mm
0: -hmm.
2: what are
1: we feeling how is it making us feel how is it impacting others otherwise we're going to live our lives without meaning and we're going to live our lives un with without awareness for sure for how we're we're how we're walking that was so well put
0: that was so well put Right, I guess on that note, Josh, Oren, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had such an awesome time. Yeah, okay. thank you
2: for having us. Yeah, Anna. man
0: buns and all. Okay, this is Tea for Three, where we sip the tea and spill the deets. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.